The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. On SAFM. The time is 2045 and we are going to be joined. In fact, we are crossing across the Atlantic Ocean and across the equator to the great United States of America. Very recently, many young African men and women under the age of 35 were called as part of the 2019 cohort of the Mandela Washington Fellowship. It's in its fifth year of running and Ms. Zikona Miso. Celebrating African excellence in that regard is one of them. She's an alumna of the Tabombeke African Leadership Institute. She studied journalism at the Tswane University of Technology and has trained with the Seoul Blighty Media Institute and the UK-based Thompson Foundation. She joins us now on the line from Bridgewater State University in Massachusetts. Zikona, hello. Hello. Well, good evening for you and uh, good afternoon for me. <laughs> You are the last person to get all cocky with me because I want to ask you about your story with SAA. What happened there? <laughs> well, first things first, my goodness, as I landed um, in the U.S., you know, all excited and also quite tired because the trip is quite long. Unfortunately, when I got to my bags, um, I found that my bags had been ransacked for some reason and half of my stuff was missing. And of course, with the frustration, um, I tried to do my best to get some form of attention from SAA. And I tell you now, Sangezo, I've been in the U.S. now for over a week, almost two weeks now, and still no response. Um, and of course, we use social media to try and, and garner or to rather get the message across, um, us to send emails, still no response. So quite disheartening. And of course, especially frustrating when you're all the way here and uh, you can't really do as much as you would if I was um, in South Africa. But that's not something that I'm not letting, uh, that I'm letting go. I'm definitely going to pursue it as soon as I get back because seemingly nobody's answering to my emails. We do pity that, but that's not why we called you. Let's talk about mm. your being mm. the founder of Ingogo and being a 2019 Mandela Washington Fellow. Tell us about the application process, and this is what I'm going to ask you to do because this is exactly what you did in your application. In your application, they ask you specifically, do not be shy to sell yourself. I'm making the same invitation <laughs> now, and you've got three minutes to do that. Well, thank you for that opportunity, Songezo. Well, as you mentioned, you know, um, I started Ingoko. So for those who are unfamiliar with Ingoko, it's a dialogue space that I uh, founded in 2017. And what I was trying to do with that space, Songezo, was to know, you know how much uh, we get into so many meaningful conversations, you know, with the people in our own circles. And what you'd find most of the time is that you sit around like-minded people and you discuss specific topics. And there's not a lot of learning that takes place when we're all on the same page about things and uh, we, we almost agree with each other to a certain extent. So my dream was to really get a forum going, uh, a space for people to discuss some pertinent issues, you know, around uh, being an African um, in this time. And the top Topics range, uh, Songezo, from uh, your politics to your arts or personal issues, you know. Um, and what we do at Ingoko is we gather people, a plus minus 30 people at a go, um, to chat around a specific topic. So I'll tell you about the last one that we did before I came uh, to the U.S. We spoke about, it was mm-hmm. just before elections, and we discussed um, elections in South Africa, finding out whether we are informed or whether we are um, emotional voters. It um, was an interesting conversation. We had Dr. Soma Dodafikeni, who needs no introduction. He's a political analyst and 
and he would he uh, definitely help his does not end an in that uh, conversation. And that's basically what we do as in Ngoko. Now, the Mandela Washington Fellowship, I was able to then um, uh, sort of uh, apply uh, for the Mandela Washington Fellowship to the work that I do with Ngoko because, um, you know, at the end of it, it's work that I'm trying to do um, to change our communities, to get our communities talking. And uh, communities that do not only need to talk in South Africa, we need to get the whole continent uh, talking about a lot of issues that we're facing um, at this time and see how we can grow um, in various aspects. So um, Ngoko was my main uh, draw card, if you like, um, with my application for the Mandela Washington Fellowship. Quite an extensive um, and intense uh, process, application process. Um, there was the written uh, application and thereafter then there was a second phase which you got through to the interviews. I had my interview um, in January earlier this year mm. and a panel um, of uh, U.S. officials and of course uh, past fellows as well um, uh, to sort of uh, see uh, that the person who wrote um, uh, the application is indeed a real person. <laughs> and uh, um, I did um, end up being one of the 46 that were then sent to various universities across the U.S. Of course, the wait is quite agonizing, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to tell us more about that. We have to take a quick ad break, but I've got a message here from one Miss Ntabiseng Rakhwadi, as well as Miss Mpukumatsia, who say they are loving this guest. She's got the energy to go with it, and they are wishing <laughs> you well for the Mandela Washington Fellowship. These are two ladies. One is from, apparently, Johannesburg, and the other one is from Freistadt, Me Matsia. Stay on the line, please, Zikona. We're going to take a quick ad break before we get back to the top of the hour. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. on the viewpoint. We're in conversation with Mrs. Economy, so a fellow of the Mandela Washington Fellowship 2019, one of 46 fellow South Africans. She's the founder of Inogo, a think tank really discussing social dialogue in many respects that pertain to South Africa and broadly African issues. She's currently at Bridgewater State University in Massachusetts. Zikona, when you applied, you obviously didn't know whether or not you would make it simply because there isn't a minimum number in which, I mean, there isn't yeah. a minimum number to which the State Department in the U.S. commit to in as much as yeah. You would want to up your chances, but you really are shooting in the dark. What is it like to receive the news and the process that unfolded in terms of really getting onto that SAA flight, the dreaded SAA flight? <laughs> well, let me tell you, um, I almost missed the call um, <laughs> the first time when I got a call um, to uh, come through for the interviews. So I had these uh, missed calls, and you'd know that, I mean, I'm a journalist, so I get a, quite a number of calls from different numbers. And But something about this particular number just said, okay, call back, let's see um, uh, who this could possibly be. Because you forget, uh, by the time it was January, you know, my application I, um, I submitted in October last year. Um, and, you know, I thought by that time, okay, they've obviously chosen the people who are going for interviews this January. Um, so I called back, and then... On the other line, it's like, okay, you've reached the U.S. Embassy. I'm like, okay, <laughs> what's going on? This could be a news story. This could be something else. On the other side, very pleasantly um, found out that, of course, I was through to the interview stage. And um, I was quite curious, song as well, about, you know, what is it that I'm supposed to bring? Am I supposed to bring something? Um, uh, and they just like, you know, bring yourself. And it's not really um, a matter of uh, you coming to tell us um, what you do or whatever. They just want to see that this person is real who wrote the application and of course to get a sense of really who you are beyond the application um, what you've written down 
Um, and uh, I was lucky to get that opportunity. And when I eventually found out that I had made it, um, uh, you'll know that I do host uh, my own radio show, um, uh, Africa Midday. And I got the news, I got that email um, in the middle of my show. Luckily, there was a, a clip that was playing <laughs> on air. So um, I belted out a little scream and my, ed- my producer comes in and she's like, is there something wrong? I'm like, goodness, just got the news. So I, I made it um, uh, to the fellowship. And it, it was quite... Um, uh, uh, a happy moment and uh, also quite uh, uh, an emotional moment because when I think back on, on how intense the application process was in terms of the written application, um, I honestly, I'll be honest with you, I did not think I was going to make it. So when I did get the news, it was, it was quite something. Uh, thereafter, we went for um, uh, uh, some training, um, or rather uh, a pre-departure orientation, where um, uh, we met the other fellows uh, from all over the country. There's 46 of us. Um, and uh, we got to engage with past fellows who had gone through the same uh, process, uh, who would just give us then an account of what is it that we can expect. And, of course, later on, we all journeyed on and went to our different universities, and this is where I am today. Bridgewater State University, what are they getting in you? What is it that they're offering to you? And what value add will you have after the six to eight weeks of being in the United States? And more importantly, how do you transport whatever it is that you're experiencing there, not just from the university itself, but the broader community of Africans who are there as part of this Mandela Washington Fellowship? What can South Africans expect from his economy when she comes back? Well, I can tell you one thing, uh, the, just the welcome and uh, um, just how the warm welcome, I'll say, um, that we've gotten from uh, the university has been uh, quite something, you know, and we all coming here from different countries. We've got uh, guys from Mali, we've got air traffic controllers, we've got women who are working in the LGBT and uh, minority space, um, and we have a, a lot of lawyers in my specific group um, and uh, doctors as well. So we yeah, yeah, for lawyers. Other, but at the same time, we're doing this through this university that is leading us in terms of uh, teaching us around public management. So the group that I'm in, uh, Songhezo, is uh, um, under the public management track. There are three tracks with the fellowship. Yes, yes, yes. Public management, civic engagement, and the business um, leadership track. So we're under public management. And I can tell you, in the past two weeks, we have met so many influential people within the community of uh, Bridgewater in itself. Last week we had an opportunity um, to meet the mayor um, of a town called Brockton, which is not too far from uh, Bridge, uh, Bridge, Bridge, Bridgewater. And uh, um, what we've been getting is just so much information around the different styles of public management um, in our different spaces, you know, um, because we all work in different um, career spaces. But um, in terms of leadership, we've been getting so much around um, how we can uh, better utilize our skills and just learning around some new skills as well, you know, just different ways that they do things um, here. When Zikona comes back to South Africa, my goodness, Zikona is coming back to South Africa, um, definitely change for the better <laughs> in terms of just mm-hmm. the connections that we make. You know, I'm loving the opportunity to sit and spend six weeks with my uh, fellow brothers and sisters from the rest of the continent, hear their stories, get a lot of context around their stories as well, and uh, also make connections um, here with the university. Um, there will be opportunities for an exchange that takes place uh, where we as uh, South African fellows or fellows from the rest of the continent um, that can identify someone uh, from the university that you're at or the community 
um, and you can also bring them back into your country for about two weeks um, uh, for them to get a sense of what it is that you do and just get that exchange going. So from here on, it's just one opportunity after another, and I guess it depends on you as a person and what you grab out of it and how much you grab from it. But I can tell you there is definitely um, quite a lot that I'm going to be taking from the experience. Proverbs 18, verse 16. A person's gifts makes room for one and brings that person before great men and women. Your missing that phone call was never the end of it. It was simply part of the journey. And we thank you so much for, one, returning the call, but more importantly, for being Zikona and for being there because you're a great ambassador for the nation. My goodness. Thank you so much, Sungiz. I really appreciate this. And uh, um, I hope that uh, when I do get back, um, uh, we'll definitely be working around Inoko and making it better, making the space better. And I hope to uh, get some of your listeners and you to come through to one of the sessions um, when I do get back into the country and uh, we, we keep, keep the work going. You know where to find me. I'm on SAFM. Thank you so much, Zakona. Just stay on the line. Listen, listen to this. Hi, Lesejo. Thank you for the invite. May I suggest that we do this tomorrow? I need to secure the people who are area specialists on this. Message from SAA spokesperson, Mr. Tlali Tlali. So we are, to the extent that we can, helping to um, sort of have you find your stuff and hold them to account. But nonetheless, that's what Tlali Tlali has said. So tomorrow, if we're in a position to get hold of him, we will talk to him about this and broader issues as they pertain to SAA. Thank you, Zikona. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Songez. I really appreciate it. Indeed. Mrs. Economy, so joining us all the way from Bridgewater State University in the state of Massachusetts, United States of America, founder of Inogo and one of 46 South Africans who are part of the Mandela Washington Fellowship. And your fan base continues to grow, but more importantly, Ms. Mpoko Matsuya, as well as Ntabi Singh continues to say, this woman is a rock star. If we were of age, we certainly would be joining this. Unfortunately, it seems like the under-35 category, at least for one of them, I understand, has Post. But nonetheless, Ms. Mpogomazia and Tabiseng Rakwadi, supporters of Zikona Miso over there, wishing her well for the balance of her time in the United States. It's 21 hours, it's time for news, and another 45 minutes ensues where we will be joined by Ms. Yolanda Henning, MSF, Medicine Sans Frontiers, Doctors Without Borders. She's a psychologist, and we're talking about access to mental health care for rape survivors. Rape survivors. Please stay tuned.